I am going to be talking to you tonight about vibes. And you know, this series has been phenomenal. I think it's been a really, really great series. And what we've been talking about is if we're not careful, our emotions and our vibes can control us. And we've been using this verse from Proverbs 4, uh, and it's going to come up on the screen. And it says, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. And that's been the basis of this entire series. And actually, if you were around in Life Central Church in January 2020, before COVID, if you remember what that world felt like, um, you will have seen me or Leon on stage holding a gigantic jar of Skittles. And I am going to talk about it again. This is five big bags of Skittles in this jar. So imagine what my next week is going to look like. Um, and you see, when I tip this jar, like if I was to open the lid and tip it, what would come out? Skittles. Because what's in the jar determines what comes out of the jar. You see, if I open the jar and tip it up while the Skittles in there, you wouldn't expect that Smarties would come out, would you? Because Smarties aren't in the jar. What's in the jar determines what comes out of it when it's tipped. And it's the same for us as humans. What's in us, not necessarily physically, but emotionally, what's in us comes out of us when life hits us, when life rocks us. Stuff, what's already in us comes out. What comes out is inside. And that's what we've been talking about throughout this five series, about uh, having control of the emotions that are in you. And so I want to ask you a question. Don't write it on the chat. I don't want you to answer on the chat. I want you to think about it. What would you do if you if you knew you would never get caught and there were no circuit, like no consequences whatsoever? What would you choose to do? Have a think about it for a moment. Maybe you could share it with your crew later on. You probably won't want to though, because you see, I bet loads of you, I bet some of you at least thought of something that was a little bit crazy. You thought of something that you were like, well, do you know what? If Andy knew I was thinking that, he would think less of me. You know, when I thought about this, I thought about some things and I thought, do you know what? I can never say that thought out loud. I should never tell anybody that that's what I thought I would do. And you see, we've all got mad stuff in us, but all of us have become experts at managing what's in us so that all of the, only, most of the time, what comes out of us is the good stuff. But I think there occasionally, there's sometimes where stuff bubbles up and overflows out of us and things happen because of our actions and our reactions and what comes out of us causes us to feel a different emotion. And that emotion, Hannah opened it up earlier, is guilt. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight, guilt. Now, I'm not going to spend all night trying to make you all feel guilty and make you all, you know, think about how bad you are. That's not what I'm going to do. Nobody likes to feel guilty. But what we do is we we stuff it away and we, like, explain it away. Like, we go, oh, but everybody else was doing it or I was really tired or they, they flipping deserved what I said to them that time. And we dilute the guilt rather than facing up from it. And you see, when we when we do that, it gives it more power, I think. It can come back in those moments, those moments when you're like drifting away and you're about to go to sleep. And then your mind goes, remember that time you said that horrible thing to that person? 
and you sit there wide awake or like you'll be sat on the bus on the days where you, you were allowed to get the bus and you'd be sat there and suddenly you'd remember this awful thing that you did when you were in year three and like this guilt just comes over you and it reminds you and you see you know guilt creates this like debt and debtor relationship it's like we take something from somebody when we hurt them and it becomes almost like an IOU that we've taken you know we've maybe taken some of their reputation we've taken some of their self-esteem we've taken something from them and we feel like we owe them something that's why we say I owe you an apology and we carry it around like a backpack and I'm going to put this on the front because it's going to be weird weirder to put it on the back with what I'm going to do and you see when when we carry guilt around it's almost like there's a weight that we carry and I've got all diet drinks because we're going for sugar-free weights and sugar-free guilt that we've got tonight but you know when we do stuff and we don't address it and we don't look at it it becomes like a weight that we carry and this weight is almost like a thing that we have to carry around with us and it's like it throws us off balance like if i was to try and go for a run now like i would absolutely ruin my back with you know with six liters of drink on top of like on my front it would completely throw me off and you see when we don't deal with this weight it throws us off balance in our life and when we allow guilt to stay in our lives it actually evolves into some other things. The first thing I think it evolves into is anger. You know, we can be annoyed with ourselves and angry with ourselves for doing that thing. And we start to think less of ourselves. And then because we're angry with the guilt that we feel, we might be angry with other people. And then so then we maybe lash out at our mates or lash out at our, our parents or whoever it is at home. And then we feel guilty about that. And it becomes this vicious cycle of, of guilt and anger and guilt and anger and actually it then it can lead to the second thing which is shame and you see the difference between guilt and shame is guilt says i've done wrong shame says i am wrong and shame says there is something wrong with me not i have done something wrong but there is something wrong with me and guys we were not made to live like this you are not made to carry a weight of guilt and shame around and the truth is we're all guilty of something and so we're all in danger of letting guilt be the boss of us and carrying this weight around but tonight guys i want you to know that you don't have to be defined by your past and you don't have to deny it but jesus offers us a different way and so we're gonna look at that now you see there's a guy called paul in the bible he wrote most of the new testament and paul was originally called Saul and when Paul was called Saul Saul was a bad man and he basically he was quite high up and he would go around trying to kill any Christians that he could find he was trying to wipe out and trying to torture and murder anybody who called himself a Christian and then Saul had this moment on the road to Damascus where Jesus like met him and he transformed his life and he said Saul you're not going to be called Saul anymore I'm going to call you Paul and you're going to go from a person who was trying to kill every Christian to trying to tell every person that they should become a Christian and Paul has this dramatic conversion and then you imagine Paul goes to a church where there's family members and friends of a person that he was ordered to be tortured and killed can you imagine how awkward that feels 
Like, it would be more awkward than a Zoom meeting with Jackie Weaver. Like, it would be so, so awkward and painful. There would be people shouting at him saying he's got no authority here and making him leave the room. Like, it would be so awkward for Paul. And you see, Paul knew what it was like to carry guilt. He knew what it was like to carry shame. And you, you see, you might be thinking, well, I feel guilty. You've never gone around killing Christians, haven't you? And so Paul knows what it's like to feel guilty. And so when he writes this to the people in Rome, he said this in Romans 8. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the power of sin and death. And so what Paul is saying in this verse is basically like all that the law can do is point out that you're guilty. All the law, the law can't set you free. The law can't take this from you. The law, all the law can do is say, Andy, you've got a massive backpack on your front because you, you're guilty of sin. And all that's, that's all the law that can do. But Jesus can set us free. But how does Jesus take this off us? Well, Paul goes on to say this in the next bit. He says, for what the law was powerless to do, because the law couldn't take the sin off us, says for what the law was powerless to do, it was weakened by the flesh. And God did it by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offer. And I don't think the screen shares worked very well there. Don't worry about it, Tari. You do a great job every week, mate. You see, it says God did, God set us free by sending his own son. Stop it. In likeness of sinful flesh, my Siri was kicking off there. In likeness of sinful flesh, in likeness of me and you to be a sin offering. Laura's going to help me out in this moment. So basically what it means is what God did is he sent Jesus to take our guilt and to take our shame. And Jesus put it on his back and he paid the price for it and he took it away from us. And what Jesus did is he took it away from us by dying on the cross and he, and he dealt with the, with the punishment that you and I deserve for the guilt that we carry. And what it means is that we can be free, is that we can be free from the weight of guilt. You see, Jesus takes this weight away when we bring it to him. All the guilt, all the shame he takes away. And the bottom line of what I want to say is this, because of Jesus, guilt doesn't have to be the boss of you. I wonder whether someone could write it on the chat if the, if the screen share isn't working. Because of Jesus, guilt doesn't have to be the boss of you. You see, when God looks at you when you're a Christian and when you make a decision to follow Jesus, when God looks at you, he doesn't see the guilty stuff that you were carrying. He doesn't see your shame. He doesn't see the mess that you make. He sees perfection. He sees Jesus in you. He sees righteousness. You see, when God looks at you, he sees the righteousness of Jesus. Righteousness is basically being in right standing with God, being mates with God. That's how God sees you. And so when you know this, Christians, you need to listen up. Because when you know this, these are the four things, and I'm going to do them super quick, that you can do off the back of knowing that God doesn't have to be the boss of you. The first 
is that you're no longer allowed to condemn yourself or punish yourself. You know, you have a new boss and his name is Jesus. Guilt or anger or fear is not the boss of you. Jesus is. And so you're no longer allowed to condemn yourself or punish yourself. You can tell the voice of guilt and shame to owe one, flip and do one, because it is not the boss of you. The second one is that your guilt will remind you, but it will not define you. You see, yes, the guilt is part of your story, but it doesn't define you anymore. What defines you is what Jesus has done in the midst of your guilt. And so your biggest point of shame can actually be the biggest point and turning point of the story of God in your life. The third point is that you don't get to condemn others for their mistakes. You know, when you have been forgiven, you know that you need to forgive others as well, that you need to not judge others for the mistakes that they make, but afford them the same thing that Jesus has given you. And then the final point is this. You are free to make things right with the person you hurt without excuses or an expectation of getting something back from them. Tara, just leave that up for a second. So I want to encourage you to take a screenshot of that as a reminder of what you, what you get as a result of being free from the guilt and shame. The implications of understanding that guilt isn't the boss of you. Because that number four one there is so important. You know, if you've hurt or wounded other people, when guilt isn't the boss of you, we can go and attempt to make things right with no narrative, with no excuses, with no dilution, with no stories, just a straight up sorry. You see, when we're forgiven, Tari, you can take it off now. When we're forgiven and our guilt has been taken off us, it's not just that we go to God and say, sorry, God, for hurting that person. Actually, when we go to God and God takes that guilt from us, we can then go to that person and say, I'm really sorry for doing that thing to you. You know, I did I did a version of this talk about a year ago. And when, when I did it, I sat down and I said, God, is there anybody that I need to go and make things right with? And God brought somebody to mind. And so I messaged them on Facebook Messenger. And, you know, they didn't reply to me for three months to the point that I'd forgotten about it. And I just sent a message saying, I'm sorry for, bam, 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 and ex explained what I was sorry for and just sent a message. And then three months later, they got back in touch with me and we had a, a great conversation. And I feel like things have been made right now. And so I want to ask you a question. Is there somebody that is waiting for you to make the first move? Is there somebody that's waiting for you to go to them and say, sorry? You see, because of Jesus, guilt doesn't have to be the boss of you.